welcome to the best band I ever played with. This is a podcast about people who play live music. Not necessarily people who are famous for doing it, not necessarily people who do it as their main source of income, but people who go from pub to pub to small room to small room, playing in front of relatively small crowds for relatively small amounts of money and a few cans of Red Stripe. These are people who are an unbelievably important part of the musical ecosystem of any place. But sadly, the COVID-19 pandemic has sort of enforced a pause on this kind of activity. So I thought it'd be nice to have a chat to people who normally do it and see what they've learned, see why they do it, and of course see who the best band they ever played with was. Originally from Plymouth, but now based in Brighton, my guest for this episode plays in a number of bands, from Tunnel Vision to BB Music. But he's best known for being the guitarist for the psych garage rock band School Disco. We chat about Brighton, why every band should add Falmouth to their touring schedule, novel items of band merch, and of course, the best band that he ever played with. There's more from me at the end, uh, but until then, please enjoy this conversation with Rory Lethbridge. the last gig you played uh the last gig i played was in falmouth um a place called the fish factory um and it was with my band school disco it was really really good it sold out like half an hour after doors with no pre-sale tickets it was to be honest it was like a really awesome last show to have it was rammed all night and we played with one of my favorite band skinny milk and then another band who were like a local band called face paint played who were really cool too like garage rock band uh it was really really great yeah i mean like anytime something sells out it's always like a really awesome achievement i mean and everyone was super into it it wasn't like uh like a hundred people who were just weren't bothered by us at all yeah i mean it because i think anyone who's done this uh for any length of time will know that there's quite a lot of times in which it's not like that at all so yeah and you play to like one man and his dog in a shed somewhere or i think i've been to falmouth like once i love falmouth it's really really awesome place to play shows like because it's not on the touring circuit and it is that little bit far away uh the reception there is always amazing uh because they i think they appreciate people making the effort to come down so i would recommend and to anyone go down there and play because like the promoters are really great and eager and keen to have you and the you know the punters are always really keen to have you and they're wild most of the time so it's really really fun and we've made some great friends down there now from playing and hanging out and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite places to play for definitely. Yeah, um, it does seem like there's 
And yeah, you're you're right. I guess it, it, it's so. I mean, anything anything corn related uh, often gives off the impression of just being like just so far away. And like, but um, I think it's, it's it's never really like in people's minds as much as it should be. Because I mean, Falmouth is a it's a very nice place to visit. Listen, you know, all of Cornwall is extremely beautiful. Yeah, and Ca- very nice. Catch it on a sunny day; it's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah. it's it's just worth going for the odd ca- odd chance that it's overcast at the least, and that you can just go to the beach and be on a beach for a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's great. Um, and there seems to be quite an interesting like bubble of music coming out of there. I guess. Do you think that's linked linked to the? Well, I feel like it's fairly linked to the university down there, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's always, you know, it's ended up being quite a transient place and there's, you know, a big load of people coming and then going. So there's always awesome bands coming out of there, even more more so than other places. I mean, I think the downside of that is that, I mean, a lot of really great bands start and end after a year or two or three cause, because of that. But yeah. the ones that stick out, generally are pretty amazing there is a, like a lot of talent down there mm. for sure and yeah the, i think the university and the, the facilities at the university are a big part of that they're really amazing facilities from what i've seen and heard for definite yeah i mean i i was chatting to in doing this i was, I was chatting to a friend of mine who's from hull um and he spoke about how uh like he felt there were lots of really good bands coming out of hull but like they'd never like get out of hull um yeah do you think falmouth's got that kind of issue i think the southwest in general has that kind of issue right um like i'm i'm from plymouth originally which is two hours from falmouth which is just inside devon and plymouth has that effect so i think and i think the the further into the southwest you get the worse it gets um and then like by the time you get to like bristol or whatever you don't have that problem as much mm. um but yeah farmer's amazing like the big question at the end probably i think my top answer is a falmouth band so yeah you know that kind of shows how how great it is and I guess how much of an effect that it's had on me mm. like I, I live in Brighton now and we're like a Brighton my band School Disco is a Brighton based band and the other bands are playing a Brighton based and um, that is, is, a, is again it's a, got an amazing live music scene it's really great but it's totally a world away from what Falmouth is like uh, in many ways like it's maybe a little less DIY but mm maybe a bit more professional but that's like a good and a bad thing in some ways like yeah you know uh, yeah i think it's um places where scenes develop that are slightly cut off are always quite interesting to look at um yeah i def- definitely yeah definitely I, think that as well um i'd recommend checking out a documentary called um i think it's called like the city is an island or something um and it's about uh, the underground scene in Montreal from a few years ago. Awesome. And it uh, it plays upon like um, 
the uh, the scene that developed among like English speaking uh, people in a French speaking this French speaking city that is Montreal and like plays upon their sort of with like distance from everything else and sort of relates what they're doing through that prism. Um, yeah. So, well. yeah, I'm going to check that out. It sounds really, really interesting. Yeah. And there's like a, there's like a nice little two minute bit of like a young Matt DeMarco just like, yeah. Pottering about. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, when a 15 year old me loved it. Um, for that reason. I think documentaries like that that always t capture like a time and a place are always really good and interesting anyway. Like yeah. my favorite one is Goodnight Brooklyn. Mm. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. It's about the Deaf Boy Audio DIY space that started, happened, generated like a really great sort of scene around it and then had loads of bands come through who are now really popular like Future Islands and OCs. and Right. Place to bury strangers, and then got. Uh, I think Vice moved in upstairs, and then basically like forced them out, oh. which is really sad. But it's like such a interesting watch of how this like kind of the small guy loses, as often happens. But mm. the scene that develops in that space while it happens is almost legendary in some circles now. I think. Yeah. And the way the people really revere that time and place. I was shockingly bad at getting out of the house though, so I didn't see a huge amount, but um, did see some good stuff. There's some really good venues in Brighton. There's um, some amazing venues in Brighton. We are spoiled. Yeah. We are absolutely spoiled. Like Plymouth is basically the same size and has two venues and mm. Brighton feels like it has a venue on every corner. Yeah. Or if not, it's a designated venue. They'll probably have live music there. It's a, it's a really awesome very i find it a very inspiring place mm. a lot of the time um and it just seems like there's always stuff or there was before you know yeah covid there was always stuff going on to the point where it was almost exhausting or some <laughs> nights there were some nights there would be like three or four things on that you want to go and see and you've just got to pick one or mm. maybe two you can run between if they're close enough yeah so you know we're so lucky mm. what's your favorite brighton venue my favorite brighton venue is probably the green door store or mm. the hope and ruin i towards the end uh towards just before the mm. first lockdown happened i was going to the hope and ruin a lot but mm. during my first couple of years um in brighton uh, i was around um the green door store and playing at the green store door store quite a lot i think you'll probably might have noticed from that facebook yeah um, it, it comes up yes yeah, <laughs> comes up quite a lot yeah and they've been really really great to us as well like they put us on a their uh like big weekend festival two three four and um 
my other band played their like birthday party in January, which is another one of their big nights. So they're they're really really good to us as a group of bands, sort of. So playing quite a few bands in Brighton now, mm-hmm. which is great. Or well, I did. Yeah. So in, so sad having to say I did because in peace. T- I I refer to yeah. it as um, in peace time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I quite like that. I noticed yeah. that from one of your other podcasts. <laughs> I think it's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, because yeah, there's always so much like war. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like people, I think it's fair to say that people in this country are quite obsessed with yeah that, war language. It, yeah, so, definitely. I, you know, and like it's always the nurses on the front line. Uh, yeah. It's um, never to mention like actual fucking wars. And uh, I mean, we've just we're in November now, so I think we've just passed. Where's your poppy season? Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's. I think it's a big part of the whole British ideology regardless of what history might have actually happened yeah. and who might have helped us we like to think it was the plucky little british bulldog whatever yeah yeah, but yeah. and uh, yeah i think I, I think definitely we're maybe the generation above us or two generations above us anyway <laughs> i don't know i'm not particularly in, into that kind of no, ideology you're... of britishness yeah it's all very mytho- mythological isn't it yeah and it's um quite hard to relate to at least for yeah. me and I find it very hard to relate to as well yeah I, but yeah it's quite fun to yeah, in peace time yeah back when the <laughs> back when the birds sang and <laughs> hope you're enjoying the chat with Rory um just wanted to say something real quick don't worry it's not an advert although obviously if anyone wants to advertise that's completely fine by me um get in touch but just before we get back to the chat with Rory uh, I wanted to say something real quick um obviously the pandemic's been a really tough time for a lot of small businesses um relevant to this podcast is uh small music venues that haven't be- really been able to uh cope very well financially what with not being able to get as many people in the door um the government has given a bit of money which is i mean very generous of them um but there's still a number of venues out there that for whatever reason didn't qualify for that funding the music venue trust has made a list of about 30 of these venues um, which they say are at risk of permanent closure due to the pandemic um on this list are some venues that I've got absolutely no idea why they're not being earmarked for being saved. These are places like, uh, I mean, I mean, I live in London, so the Lexington uh, in, up in Islington, is a legendary place. Uh, Brixton Windmill as well. Um, and you know, ju- if you just take those two places by themselves and look at the music that's been able to thrive because of being able to play there you know you just see straight away what we're at risk of losing um, and there's 28 more of these places across the entire country that need help so please go to crowdfunder.co.uk slash save our venues red list for the full list um, please give what you can because frankly it would be an absolute tragedy if these places were just left to close it would do 
so much damage to the musical ecosystem of this country. Um, please just give whatever you can because some of these places are great and I'd frankly quite like to go to them once everything goes back to normal. So crowdfunder.co.uk slash save our venues red list or check out the Music Venues Trust. Um, give what you can. And now back to the podcast. some stuff about uh, the plight of venues closing down whatever um, yeah. but one thing st- um, that seemed quite interesting to me was you said that uh, a big part of uh, losing venues would be the knock-on effect of uh, like selling merch yeah um, and so I just wanted to take this point to quickly mention that um school disco sports socks are probably my favorite band merch that i've seen in a while well thank you very much um and yeah well like yeah funny still enough, on sale? We've, yeah they're still on sale but we've got loads i mean we bought the minimum order we always kind of wanted to do socks before it was kind of like a bit funny but also kind of cool and they're like from a business perspective they're quite a low cost item mm. To buy like five pound is about the same price as a pint in Brighton, yeah. so we thought they would do quite well at gigs. Um, we had to buy a hundred pairs because that was minimum order, which meant it was kind of a big chunk of outlay. Um, and we bought them on the guys that we were going to do a European tour and we were going to end up playing lots of shows because we've just been working on the second album and we were going to hopefully tour it whenever that happens. So I literally have like about 80 pairs of socks in my <laughs> flat at the moment. So yeah, if you want a pair, please pick them up. I normally end up like writing people a nice note and maybe chucking an extra pair if you're lucky and I'm feeling nice. Um, nice. But Maybe yeah. I'll get a pair. They do look good. I do need some socks as well. Eh? I'm not actually wearing them today. Not, I've got a few pairs that I wear. They are very good and very comfy and I've had a, we've had a lot of really great feedback from them. Um, I'm yeah, I'm really happy with how they came out. They came out way better than I was hoping, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's like, I mean, we're lucky as a band that um, we have with the first album coming out um, and the labels we worked with, we kind of opened up these kind of pockets of people all over the world that are interested mm. in school disco. Partly, I think, because of the vinyl thing and people are really into vinyl collecting and stuff um which i'm really grateful and thank you thankful for everyone who's worked on that with us um so like yeah it's weird that as a band we do kind of quite well on merch and sell much fairly regularly but to all manner of weird places that some of which we've never even played like uh the other month i was sending much off to australia Oh. I've sent quite a bit of merch to America and we've obviously never mm-hmm. played in either of those two places so we're pretty lucky and yeah. it's very very humbling I'd mm. say. Well, just, I'm very proud that we have people that are 
interested enough in us to either want to talk to us on a podcast or want to buy a <laughs> want to buy a t-shirt or a pair of socks or whatever so and it's really yeah. great and it means that we can do things like make more music which or play more shows which is you know the whole part reason we do it so thanks everyone basically uh, schooldisco.bandcamp.com uh, pick up those school disco sports socks now yeah and we're going to do a big <laughs> big sale on the next Bandcamp Friday I think so Ooh, keep maybe, your, keep your maybe peeled. save your pocket money and we'll see what happens <laughs> finally a Bandcamp Friday I can look forward to awesome have you not have you not been indulging <laughs> oh, no. um not for a while I think I did like on the first couple and then yeah. it became like one of those things that you see and I was like oh it's Friday again <laughs> oh it's the first Friday of the month <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how time flies. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what's some other good merch you've seen around? Um, I saw a band called Sunflowers from Portugal and they had like grinders and papers and all sorts. And that was kind of cool if you're into that. Um, I saw a band or guy play um he supported this like disco band called i can never get the name right they're called like klaus john and grobe or something they're swedish or from that part of the world mm. i probably got that all wrong but <laughs> um he had like cologne and like his own pheromone is that what's called you know like your scent right that you give yeah. off he had like pheromone yeah yeah and that was like very weird but also kind of like interesting and great i mean like i don't think that's an item i'd ever purchase but <laughs> it that's was funny and cool <laughs> i like that that's crazy. yeah he was like kind of like a donny benet kind of guy where he was kind of selling sex <clears throat> but like or like a, a sleazy version of himself yeah so it kind of fitted in with all of that which but so it was kind of amusing but i don't know if he would buy that <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. it's not something i'd buy at a, a match stand yeah it's 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 a talking point yeah i guess yeah um, I'd like to know how many he sells. That would be, yeah. That, It'd I mean, be very interesting. I want to know what the overheads are on that. Yeah. What's well, the, you, what's the who margin? Do, well, who, who, who do you even get to make that? Yeah. It was Is hard enough. It, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard enough to find socks, to be honest. Like. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, no, I'm definitely going definitely gonna to order some socks. Um, just looking at them now speaking to me um it must it must be pretty cool to think that like there's a pair of those walking around australia yeah you know? it is very strange like kind of this one of the strangest things that happened like that was with the vinyl thing we did like three different variants because there was three different record labels involved <clears throat> and right. some guy in america tracked down all three copies 
I bought all three copies and just sent us a photo on Instagram and was like, hey, I've bought three copies of your album. And I was like, wow, thanks for like loving the album that much that you spent that much money on it. And I, I, I keep not sending it, but I'm going to send him a T-shirt, a free T-shirt because, yeah, just, yeah, so it's, you know, it. yeah, like. <laughs> I'll probably end up selling him a t-shirt and some socks and whatever because like thank you basically but, you know he didn't have to do that and he went the extra mile and I really really appreciate anyone mm. who's that interested in us yeah wow that must be cool yeah it's very really makes my week when you get Instagram posts of people like hey I'm listening to this vinyl I bought or I've got this you know yeah even seeing my friends wear my band's t-shirt makes me really happy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, it's nice to feel like, you know, what you're doing is worth it to some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember once got, uh, I put some, uh, I made some beats and just stuck them up on Bandcamp. And then one day I got an email from like this teenage girl in Singapore, which was like, uh, uh, it was just like pretty sad today and watched loads of Bojack Horseman and then I was scrolling through the internet and found this and it was really nice thank yeah, you yeah it makes you it's weak like, doesn't it it's so nice yeah, it's like, like, that is so nice <laughs> just like really fills you up with yeah because even like I'm, I listen to a lot of music and I'm sure you listen to a lot of music but it's not often that I feel compelled enough to yeah. contact someone about how great something was that I've listened to yeah so maybe we should do it more yeah we should do it more because it does you know yeah it it does make people's day from experience mm. so yeah, yeah maybe everyone should do that more go and tell someone that you appreciate them yeah that's it everyone right everyone all 14 people listening <laughs> um 14 would be good um next time you're listening to some music uh, send that send that artist a nice little email. I mean, yeah. unless it's like, I don't know, I feel like Beyonce, or, if you're listening to some Beyonce, maybe don't bother, but um, I know that School Disco would appreciate it. So we definitely would time, appreciate it. Yeah, you know, next time you're listening to one of the little guys, um, I mean, you know, don't, I don't mean that. We are the little guys. We're yeah. not Beyonce, are we? <laughs> <laughs> around the place mm-hmm. um, but who would you say is the best band that you ever played with so there's like a, a bunch of honourable mentions who <clears throat> are holiday ghosts have you ever, have you ever seen them is that like a the hol- holiday ghosts yeah or holiday ghosts yeah they are like an awesome rock and roll band and it's like 
it's just one of the only bands that I see that like just gets people just straight up dancing rather mm-hmm. than like trying to mosh and it's a nice little nod yeah just like holding my jumping beer. around yeah <laughs> um so they're amazing like just great catchy tunes and awesome kind of 60s rock and roll vibe right. um um who else I didn't I did write it down because I knew I was gonna freeze on this so bear <laughs> with me because you can hear me rustle my paper uh uh Frankie and the Witchfingers who are like an LA band we played with they were amazing way better than I thought they were going to be uh, there's another Brighton band called Skinny Milk who I mentioned previously who are amazing every time they're like one of those bands where it's like oh, I, I wish I, I wish I wrote those songs mm, um, yeah kind of the biggest band we ever played with was Wolf Alice oh which was kind of out of them yeah uh, just before their second album came out and it's way way better than I thought it was going to be like I'm not super into them but mm. I really enjoyed it. And I guess that's probably why they're as popular as they are. Yeah. Um, and then, but like my favorite ever band that, uh, well, the best band we played with, in my opinion, is definitely Tinned Fruit, uh, who were a Falmouth band. And um, the first time we saw them was, we played it with them in a flat above the high street. And it was like, like we played and it was really good and we did our thing and we were like yeah go us and then they came on and just blew us out of the water mm. and it was like holy <clears throat> hell these guys are amazing and they're still every time that we played with them because we now become really good friends with them they still just I feel like they just blow us out of the water every time they're just amazing and you definitely should go and check out their music because it's all really amazing great heavy pop tunes yeah tinned fruit um i checked some out yeah and some yeah some huge stonking yeah guitars in there just but it's like really heavy great guitars but with really awesome pop melodies Mm, yeah catchy tunes yeah it's fantastic um it's sort of i can see i can see you guys and them working on a bill yeah. very well together like you I sort think, of sound like you're from the, a similar part of the uh, audio universe um, yeah knowing them I know we've got some similar influences and I think we wear them in different ways which is yeah awesome and interesting and I mean they definitely influence us us so there's mm-hmm. also that yeah yeah they're a really amazing band yeah, they're fantastic. I definitely urge everyone to go and listen to it if they haven't. I, I would like to shout out their cover of Cars by Gary Newman on the... Uh, on the Root their, Note. The Root Note section. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. That. Yeah. Um, also, Tinned Fruit is a good name. Yeah. I like, I like good name. I think School Disco is a good name, by the way. Thank you. I didn't come up with it. Oh, well, <laughs> congrats to whoever yeah. did. I'm not going to ask, like where it came from because I feel like those questions are always They're, they never get very good answers do they no and like, like I think every time I tell it it changes slightly so yeah <laughs> it's just yeah I think people you, you see it a lot in um, like in enemy uh, interviews of, yeah it's yeah. like oh what does that band name mean it's like because the answers 
always something just like oh, i thought it was a funny word yeah it was like <laughs> yeah so we were just sat in a room trying to think of a band name and our basis came up with it and we thought it was good and yeah that's like that is pretty that much is how answer. it happens all the time but like 98 people try and like spice it up a bit whenever you hear a good story about it i you don't believe it like yeah the one that i don't believe is um uh the pixies apparently called the pixies because uh like they were flicking through a dictionary and just sticking their finger down and they stuck their finger down on the word pixie and i was like i don't think that's happened i don't believe that at all. i think maybe i want that to happen though do you know what i mean yeah there's a bit of me that's gonna allow it yeah like cause <laughs> it's definitely a, i think that's the story that the question wants yeah yeah definitely but that's not the story the question maybe gets. that is the story that we also want though i think so yeah an element that be nice to think there's like an element of destiny yeah to all of this yeah um, i mean i guess like david bowie apparently wrote all those songs by like ripping up bits of paper and yeah so again yeah. maybe we want that to happen i want that to happen <laughs> yeah same that conversation with Rory Lethbridge of School Disco. Uh, if you like the sound of Rory and you want to check out more of his stuff, um, School Disco's got a bunch of music online on Spotify, Bandcamp, etc. Um, and I think they've got some new music on the way, so please check it out. Uh, if you like DOCs, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, that kind of thing, it's right up your street. It's proper good. Uh, Tin Fruit are the best band that Rory ever played with and they're also proper good again if you like the OCs etc that kind of thing check them out there are as ever links in the description um, also pick up some of his socks because they look pretty fly they're only £5 and he might write, might write you a nice little note the podcast and all the music in it were recorded by me Billy Pratt uh, the cover art was done by Isaac Gray if you like the podcast why don't you share it with someone tell someone to listen to it uh leave a comment let me know what you liked tell me what you didn't like i'm quite interested in knowing uh until the next time um have a lovely day and yeah see you later